Welcome to the Ausländer. So, welcome back to a new episode of the Ausländer. Um, today, I'm really happy to, to have Juanca here. Actually, Juanca was the person who uh, recommended me in the first uh, company we worked together uh, in Germany. So, he's mainly the reason why I, <laughs> I become an Ausländer myself. So, really happy to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here as well. This is brilliant. Um, Juanca and I, we met each other back in Barcelona. Uh, we were working in the same company. Um, again, another UX designer in the podcast. Uh, it's a recurrent thing. I think it's already four or five uh, UX designers who passed through to the podcast. Oh, wow. So it's quite a lot. Um, and then actually you moved back in 2017 to Germany, 2018. <laughs> Uh, no, so I moved uh, to Germany in 2019, um, mm. September 2019, yeah, if I recall correctly, right? So, no. No, it should, it should be 2018, I think. 2018, actually, no. No, oh, yeah, 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 2018, yes, 2018, September 2018. This is strange. No, 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 September 2017. Damn, it's been like so long now. You didn't even realize it time, time passes. <laughs> it's almost five years now. Damn. Yeah, I, I remember because I moved in March 2018 and actually yes, 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 you're right. we had six months of difference. So you were first sent to a project in Frankfurt as designer in there while we were working together in Barcelona. And then after six months, you pulled the recommendation in and I am joining you also in Frankfurt uh, on March, 2018. This is crazy, man. I, I, I'm like Peter Pan, you know, I, I keep telling people uh, that I meet around that I moved to Germany in 2019 and now I just realized it was 2017. <laughs> I feel old suddenly. This is good. So it's, uh, it's, Wow, nearly five years for you living in Germany. Yes, yes, exactly. Twenty-five years this year. Nice. You are originally from Mallorca, which is nearly Germany. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> people keep people keep joking about it, right? Um, so, um, you know, uh, I'm currently living in Berlin, right? Uh, yeah. Which is a spoiler alert. I guess you're gonna say that, but um, you know, yeah, Berlin is full of Spanish people, right? Um, and You know, in Germany, basically, when people talk about Mallorca, they say it's the 17th uh, German state, yeah. right? So they make this joke all the time. Um, but then I heard a lot in Berlin that people say Berlin is the revenge from Spain for Mallorca, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a common thing that you hear in, in Germany that uh, people tend to say that Berlin is not really Germany. It's like a new whole different thing from from the rest of germany and i kind of agree knowing a little bit germany and knowing berlin itself it's it's a different world completely so yeah it's a great area in the in the rigid and i mean lovely german system but yeah it's kind of like a yeah it's like a, a bug in the map in the matrix in some way yeah in a lot of ways i think 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can really get lost in here. So you move, um, as I recall correctly, from Mallorca to Barcelona because of studies. You start working in Barcelona and then you ended in Frankfurt also because of work reasons. Yeah. Um, people who still remember episode one with Carlota, I think we commented the uh, whole circle and also uh, talked about you shortly saying that you were the first person and I came, then Carlota came. So we ended being three uh, of the same company, three colleagues from Barcelona ending on Frankfurt at the first uh, time. How was your arrival to, to Germany and specifically to Frankfurt? Um, I mean, I think um, it was it was beautiful, right? So, so uh, when I moved to Frankfurt, I never expected I would move to Frankfurt uh, ever, right? But this project came came up, and you know, uh, you just need to embrace it in some ways, right? When these things come up, and and you know, it was I was also like living in Barcelona for like a long time. I think like seven to eight years. Mm -hmm. Even when I left, um, and Barcelona is a great city, right? Uh, but Barcelona is um, Has this kind of like very trend, uh, transient, uh, tra transient kind of like nature uh, as well as it's a bit like Berlin. People come there and people leave after time, right? So, so it ended up happening to me that most of the people I met in Barcelona, people that you know, uh, I uh, yeah passed through my life and basically they just left, right? And the, after eight years, you know, um, you really need to change and kind of get something a bit manageable at least for me being from Mallorca which is like in a small island right um so when I moved to Frankfurt um the first thing I remember about that experience was uh, it was September right and we were in autumn and I remember this city Frankfurt in autumn is beautiful right um and being from Spain like this sense of um seasonality you know of, of the of the seasons is something that is um not very clear right because it feels like you are either in summer or in winter or like a colder summer or a hotter winter, winter. you know yeah. yeah exactly um but but yeah in there i really arrived and it really felt like oh this is what autumn looks like and how it feels like and it was it was super i think it was like the best possible season for me to arrive to to germany um yeah um Yeah, I was in an Airbnb, uh, so that was kind of like a bit of exploration. So let's see what happens. But I think shortly after, I managed to kind of like get an apartment and everything started kind of falling into place. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a good it was a good arrival. I think it's something that we also commented with Carlota, and I, it's it's something that I'm curious about when you arrived to Frankfurt because at the end, when we both Carlota and I arrived to Frankfurt. Uh, you were already there. And I remember actually, for example, the first night that I arrived to Frankfurt, I slept in, in your apartment because uh, I couldn't book, book an Airbnb uh, back in the time, uh, the certain day that I was arriving because I was arriving quite late. So it was different because you were already there. So you were already saying us, hey, uh, check these areas, check these others. But when you went to Frankfurt, you didn't know anyone from frankfurt so now i compare it for example when we moved to greece when we moved to athens where we were coming here i mean of course i was coming with katrin and it's still two people moving but we didn't know anything we didn't know the city we didn't know absolutely anything about uh, where to search for flats how to do things and 
and the language of course it was complex also so yeah yeah i, th- I think for me um um yeah i'm i'm a, i think i'm quite a um uh, extrovert person so i um just going into that project it was obviously before covid right and it was kind of like uh times where going to the office was something um uh, you know where you could really easily kind of like connect to people and see you know be in contact with people all the time so for me um i think first of all i was very lucky i was very lucky with i think i've been uh quite lucky with when it comes to apartments in in germany so far because the first airbnb i got which was uh, i mean not a great airbnb but um it was located in one of the nicest areas in in frankfurt right so i really connected with that part of the city uh straight away which I think it was very cool just to go have a walks around and kind of like, I, th- I think cool thing about Frankfurt is that it's a, such a small city, um, but very pleasant to walk through, you know, that it really can start connecting the dots by walking r- around of the, how the neighborhoods connect to each other. And, you know, uh, I think that was pretty cool. But at the same time, uh, yeah, I didn't put much pressure into the fact of going and meeting people and trying to, you know, uh, have a circle I, I just kind of went with the flow and it really worked out well for me so yeah, yeah. cool I mean to be honest also I think that the colleagues and the work environment that we had back in that time in in Frankfurt it was really good I mean it was fairly really easy a lot of foreigners a lot of uh, expat people uh, staying together doing barbecues doing jam sessions doing game days uh, uh, doing a lot of stuff because um, a lot of people was in the same situation of as us so um, i mean come on a lot of the friends that we still have in germany in common uh, most of them are coming from 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 that environment so so it's oh definitely i suppose that's it was a beautiful place it was a beautiful place to be in. I think, um, especially I think when when I joined that company, uh, I was in. So that company was really in kind of a golden age. I felt, or mm-hmm. that department within that company was in a golden age. So there was so many people. Everyone was around, and it was like very hectic. And it really didn't uh, allow me to, or it didn't give give me much room to actually worry about. Oh, I don't know anyone here, or you know how how is this going to be like? And you know, so I, it really kept me busy which I appreciate it as well. Yeah. yeah, totally. Do you remember a critical moment of arriving in Frankfurt? I mean, not a, maybe not arriving, but the first one, two years in Frankfurt that you say, okay, that was definitely critical. Uh, uh, I mean, I had, I had some, so in that Airbnb, I had some, some issues uh, with the landlady back then. Mm-hmm. Because it was a bit of like, uh, you get into this Airbnb, uh, I was there for two weeks. Um, but I liked the area. And then um, she, so I was staying in her apartment and then she offered, actually, I'm going to be traveling around. She was a singer and, um, or she's a singer, I guess. Uh, and and she uh, told me I'm going to be traveling around, around Paris and I'm going to go to London and then I'm going to be somewhere in the US. <clears throat> and she said, actually, do you want to kind of uh, rent the room? You know, maybe not through Airbnb, but through like normal rent. Right. Yeah. Actually, that's great. That's great. Uh, if we can just have some extra months, then I don't have to worry about getting an apartment as fast. Right. Um, and I did so. So I was staying there from September till February 
of 2018. Um, and that was quite strange um, because it was her apartment. You know, I didn't change much. You know, it was her room, basically. And I was like living in someone else's life some, somehow. It was strange. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the moment of leaving, um, she gave me a bit of war around kind of like leaving the apartment and signing the contract. So that was, I think, one of the first things you need to really be, I think, very careful about when you're in, in Germany and you don't know the language and you don't know like the, the renting law is kind of like really looking into the, all the details of when you get an apartment and how this is actually, how, how legal this rental is. And, you know, uh, in the end, you know, I just played along. I could have actually tried to fight, but I just played along and then she was like, um, fine with it. So I just stayed one or two one extra month that when I actually wanted and it was fine. I didn't do so, had to do anything else. Yeah. I, but I it know. could have been critical. I know the pain. Yeah. Remember you also had a really crazy yeah. experience, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> definitely. Go to episode five and <laughs> you can still remember that. Uh, but definitely. Yeah. I think it's one of the recommendations that I, I throw that in the table on that episode when I was interviewed by Frank, uh, check and double check contracts especially when you're renting things in in germany especially if you don't speak the language and you don't understand the yeah. contract. um yeah <laughs> said that um maybe just switching a little bit to something a little bit happier and yeah as yeah. just as, <laughs> as a quick uh introduction we are drinking uh apis uh uh, beers, uh, of course, it's not uh, something that you can find. I'm drinking a Greek one, uh, first time that I try it. It's not that. Can you can you can you, can you pronounce the name? Is, is it possible? Can you try? Butcher it. Pikri. Pikri, amazing, Pikri. beautiful name. Pikri. Pikri from Kikri. <laughs> Pikri from Kikri, yeah. If oh, if awesome. I need to read read the other things, uh, yeah. Not yeah. anymore. Uh, I am drinking uh, uh, Bea, uh, which is basically uh, a Berlin uh, bio beer, basically. Um, it's kind of quite hipster. Um, but it's super nice, actually. I really like it. Nice. It's a shame that we cannot actually drink the same one. I mean, uh, a cool experience. Yeah, it's what it's happening. When it all started at this point of time, this this podcast and the episodes, of course, the first episodes were all recorded live, like with the two microphones. Mm. I actually, I actually have two microphones for for recording, and now I'm only using one because everything is uh, uh, recorded uh, through yeah video calls. It eventually happened that it gets a little bit more difficult. And yeah, it was nice to be in person also drinking, uh, the same drinks and just like sharing a little bit more of, yeah, I don't know, in common thing. I mean, but I think we all came experts out of the COVID situation on, on doing this kind of things, even if it's, uh, if it's recorded and everything. So not too bad, not too bad. Yeah. We are doctors, like doctors in zoom now. This is our life. Exactly. So coming back to Frankfurt, happy path. Do you remember any crazy story, any crazy moment that happened in Frankfurt that you say, okay, this is worth it telling. Like this is a crazy story, funny thing, 
whatever. I just think about this. Let me let me kind of put my thoughts together. I mean, crazy stories. I'm sure there was plenty of them. Um, something crazy. I mean, I don't know if you kind of already talked about this party that happens in Frankfurt that we used to go uh, together sometimes. Cabinet de Curiositeten. Do you already talked about this? I don't think so. I don't think Carlota or <laughs> the other guys from Frankfurt said anything about Cabinet of Curiositeten. But uh, yeah. we can talk about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can talk about this. Yeah. So, you know, cool thing about Frankfurt um, is that it's a very small, it's in a small city, right? Um, and you know, it's usually associated with business a lot, right? So it actually is, is mainly like a, also a business city, right? So a lot of people, uh, go there during the week work and then they leave for the weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, so somehow it feels like it is hard to find like, uh, and a scene you can tag along to, uh, where you can just go to kind of like cool parties or, or going to kind of like nice musical scene or, or kind of going to concerts and stuff like that. There is some cool stuff in it. Like uh, there's a very interesting kind of like uh, jazz scene in Frankfurt. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there was this kind of parties that we discovered uh, mm. called, I mean, maybe I'm butchering the name, but it's Cabinet uh, Curiositeten or something like that. Um, so the, the cabinet, so cabinet is cabinet as well of curiosities or something. So, mm. Um, and it is basically happening in this abandoned uh, hospital, right? Um, that is not uh, used anymore for anything else than actually, I think, parties and events. And actually, it's, a, it's, an, it's an atelier. It's a, work, oh, a oh, workshop okay. space uh, for, for oh, artists. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I mean, that makes sense. And um, yeah, basically, we kind of started going there. Uh, and it was, I think, happening once every two months or every three months or something. Before or, COVID, yes, I think once every two or three months, yeah. Exactly. Um, and basically, in order to get in, you needed to, you know, like dress up in crazy ways. And then, um, obviously, you know, your camera, uh, get some, uh, you know, thoughts, yeah, stickers so you cannot record anything what's happening inside. And, um, in this huge space um, of like a lot of rooms and stuff, all of the rooms were actually um, were actually themed. So there was like a forest uh, party, and there was like this um, kind of like hardcore techno kind of like spaceship, and there was uh, I don't know what else. Uh, this very suspicious uh, basement you could get yeah. into. I don't know what happens inside. Yeah. <laughs> And and then there was also like this room, which was all kind of like clouds, and there was all mattresses, so you could just like sleep there, like you are in heaven or something. So it was wasn't like that kind of, wasn't that the room that you entered through a big vagina? Yeah, there was I think <laughs> some moments where you could enter that room through a big vagina. Yeah, exactly, exactly which yeah. was like ridiculously funny. Um, yeah, and it was like also like performances, like artists were coming there, and there was like a lot of like naked, mm. naked kind of like dancing and uh, cool stuff. So it really felt like it was a Berlin party in Frankfurt in some mm. way. And um, I remember this time when there, uh, it, it was like a 24 hour party happening mm. there. And we went there in the afternoon, and they also had, it was in summer, so uh, they had an outside section or the outside 
part of of the building like in the patio it was like this um yeah it was a haima exactly it was like a, this haima and it was like such a cool vibe and music and people dancing outside and i think we really got really wasted this day and and i kind of lost track of you guys and it was it was quite fun it was quite quite fun uh i cannot talk about specific details of things that happened there um uh, but if you want to find out, hey, just check them out on Facebook or uh, Instagram or whatever they are, you know? Yes, definitely. And now that we're talking about that, uh, just, uh, you know, hit the like button and subscribe to <laughs> subscribe. this uh, podcast. <laughs> this is YouTube, right? So, or this is also YouTube, right? So I guess it's also yeah. uh, live. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really true. Frankfurt has these kind of things. It's not easy. So from the very first moment you don't enter directly into these scenes or this kind of mood uh, in the city. It's a little bit more complex to arrive to this point, but it has it. So it has some, some of this, which keeps the city awake on weekends. So it's, it's a kind of phenomena that you see that the city really drop in people. Like there is not the same amount of people that you see during the week because everyone goes out of Frankfurt and return whatever they leave. And suddenly on weekends, there is only this scene. Like the people that you see around Frankfurt on weekends are people who is in a kind of mood or another inside of this kind of hidden scene of Frankfurt. I mean, we could talk about Gouda's, uh, the kiosk. Um, yeah. All the classics. All the classics in Frankfurt. Um, but yeah, very true, very true. It's it's really, really like that, yeah. Um, making the jump, actually, why did you leave Frankfurt? Uh, what was the decision to, why you did you take the decision to go to Berlin? Um, and how did that happen? Yeah, um, I think it was a kind of a combination of, of um, it was like a, a contextual uh, mashup of uh, streams of, you know, basically thought and, and you know, it, it felt like very organic actually because um, I, so back then I was for two years already in Frankfurt. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it's good to be in that city for a while, but at the same time, I kind of like, um, I, I heard the, the, the night calling me, basically, you know, um, big city, how, you know, uh, it's kind of like trying to catch your attention again. And, and you know, I, I'm quite a, I'm personally very interested in kind of like arts and, you know, the art scene and, you know, uh, music scene and kind of all that kind of stuff, right? So, and I, I had in my mind, okay, to move somewhere else, like a, again, another big city um, and trying to kind of explore what's, what's coming next. Um, in my professional career and also my personal life, right? Um, so I, at that moment, I was already freelancing. I, I'm a freelancer um, since 2019. Um, and that's, that's when you arrived to Germany, no? when you start freelancing. Exactly, exactly. Everything is the same. So, so yeah. Um, and, and yeah, basically, as, at some point in time, I I thought, you know, what is the next natural step for me? And I had some ideas in mind. I I, I thought. Uh, obviously, Berlin is in is in Germany and is one of the kind of like European capitals. Uh, also, has a huge startup scene. Uh, then I also thought London um, because I love London, uh, but uh, London is been going through like a lot of change, and 
it's a kind of transition period and something maybe you don't want to be part of, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and 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 yeah, also like Netherlands, but you know, uh, was a bit more far away in the scale for me. Uh, and yeah, and then basically my girlfriend um, uh, was actually thinking about leaving her her job, right? So quitting her job, sorry, um, and trying to study again. And it really kind of like fit because like the stuff she wanted to do, which was around sustainability, um, they had a very, one of the kind of more important masters uh, in that field here in, in, in Berlin. And it also felt natural for me because I'm a freelancer that is based in Germany. And I thought, you know, actually that would be like a very smooth move <clears throat> to go into the, to Berlin. Also, Berlin is fucking great. What can I say? Right. So yeah, that's how it actually happened. Mm-hmm. This was a transition over some months. Uh, and yeah, and I was, I think, from September 2019 to November, uh, I was living in between <coughs> um, Frankfurt and, and Berlin. So kind of traveling every week and kind of moving some stuff around in a kind of um, two-month apartment that we rented here. Uh, and then from November uh, 2019, I... Um, yeah, we are in this apartment since since then, so we're super happy here. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of remember the moment where you I was still living in Frankfurt at that moment of time, uh, and I remember you moving, like coming to to the office still back in that time. Also, there was offices and there was no COVID. Um, yeah, crazy. It sounds so far away. Uh, <laughs> so you were also coming like for two three days per week uh, as far as i remember to frankfurt and then going back to berlin which is something that as we said there is a lot of people doing in in frankfurt and and in other places of germany also it happens like people goes back for weekends or works four days per week and then like commute to to work and then go back but it's a mutual life yeah I, I I expect that that's a super exhausting life. I mean, it's a lot of hours in the train. It it's is. a lot of. Um... I mean, there there is some beauty to it. Um, to be honest, like uh, if you kind of, for example, I was uh, in Frankfurt usually Tuesday to Thursday, um, and then Mondays and Fridays. I think I was in Berlin, working um, from home um, in, the, in those months. Um, and it was, uh, it was actually beautiful time. It's a bit exhausting, right? Because, um, uh, I, I tried to kind of wake up Tuesday, 5 a.m. No, sorry. Uh, 4 a.m. Getting the train at five. Uh, it's like around five, four to five hours train mm-hmm. between Berlin and Frankfurt. So I got to the office around 10 something. Um, and it was like this kind of like very intense, you know, situation of just wake up at four, you know, and you kind of go to this train, you find it somehow, you kind of have some food in, you know, in the way, and then you work from the train. So the first hours are a bit critical, but, you know, then when, you know, the sun starts kind of uh, rising and stuff, then you are in this beautiful train going, because Germany is a beautiful country, right? It has a lot of like green fields and like very beautiful villages. So when you're kind of going with the train, you know, um, and usually in this time you don't find that many that many um, people traveling right with the train on a Tuesday morning or on a Thursday morning at least. Um, so it was a very peaceful time for me to actually get some work done because obviously you always have the excuse that oh actually internet is not that good so I cannot have calls uh, in the morning and also it's 
fucking six in the morning, right? So nobody wants so to. Am I, am, I, am, I, am I allowed to swear here? Definitely, <laughs> I definitely. Yeah, I, I I take I take the child uh, protection on the YouTube, uh, so no worries. You can swear. Okay. Uh, okay. You know me. <laughs> I swear a lot, yeah. especially in English. Um, Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I kind of understand it. It's came to a situation point where through different kind of stuff you ended in Berlin. Also, Laura will be one of my guests soon. I hope uh, here also, and we will have an episode. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, for sure, she could give you like a different a different view. I'm sure because. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's a completely different journey to the one I had as well. So, makes sense. Um, what about the difficulties of, or not difficulties? What about the shock of coming from a city? Because you were saying just before, city like Frankfurt, size of Frankfurt, where you walk 40 minutes and you cross the whole city nearly, or 45 minutes and you cross the city and you know all the connections, all the neighbors, all everything. It's really easy. It's in the hand of everyone, let's say like this, to Berlin, which, uh, I mean, 40 minutes of train, it's going to the center. Uh, I mean, um, so, I mean, Berlin is brutal. It's a, it's a brutal city in the sense of... Um, It can really suck you, and also it is. Um, so if if you like to do stuff, like Berlin can give you everything and can take everything from you. It, it, so so it may sound like a bit dramatic. Let me, let me rephrase that. Um, so so Berlin is a city that. Um, um, so, so it can suck you because so much stuff happens all the time. Oh, actually, someone is ringing the door. Uh, okay. We, no worries. Uh, we we call it and we. Yep. So we are back. Uh, <laughs> ringing bell. Uh, stop. Plus, yeah, uh, plus grabbing another beer, which is an, another classic. Um, <laughs> you were just saying that cool. yeah. Berlin it's brutal in the sense of it was such a cliffhanger, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it is it is brutal, right? Um, in the sense of um, if you like to do stuff in this city, like um, it is like an endless. Uh, well, right, because um, basically the thing that you will find if you like to go into events and stuff here is that there is a moment in time where you're going to have like four things happening the same day all the time, right? So you are all in constant fear of missing out. Like mm -hmm. the, the FOMO here is the most real FOMO I ever experienced in my life, right? Um, so so that's something you need to kind of like make peace with as well. Kind of like, oh, that's... I, I, I need to understand I cannot do everything. And um, the city is always like in constant motion, right? So you, you feel it, it's alive, but at the same time, um, you know, I mean, at the same time, this was also affected by COVID, right? Uh, which is mm. another discussion, I guess, for another moment, I would imagine. Um, but but yeah, it is, it, is, it is also quite overwhelming to be in this huge city in which every neighborhood is like a, And a small city in its own. So every neighborhood has its its city center, and you know, his its own scene and its own vibe. Uh, and I think like a bit the the journey here in Berlin is, uh, you know, first of all, I guess getting to know the neighborhood where you are living, and then trying to expand that horizon and say, okay, so let's kind of take some time into. So I'm living in Friedrichshain, in uh, in the east of Friedrichshain, so Ostkreuz. Um, 
but if, if if you say okay let's try to kind of find out uh the, the big ones right so so what's meta about and what's prince about about and what is uh crispr about and noicoin but then you start and say oh what is beyond that you know and then you can go into kind of smaller ones like stake leads and, and showing it back not a smaller one but you know less uh hips hyped basically mm. uh, once and, and i think you can really uh get all these kind of different vibes in the same city um, and when it comes to transportation, it is pretty it's pretty easy going, I feel. Um, so we have this uh, wonderful invention, um, you know, top tier technology called ring ban, right? And it's basically this uh, circular, circular line. You know, it's like this train that goes in both directions uh, around the city center. Um, so basically I could be in 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 25 maybe in the other side of the city right not not of the city but on the outer on on the in the other part of the inner circle of the city mm. uh, which is still very far away and that's pretty doable i think when you kind of get the ropes of it how it works and how to move around so it's pretty good yeah it makes sense i mean i think in that sense it's kind of well connected at least the inner the inner start of uh berlin let's say like this then if you live a little bit outside it's i suppose it gets a little bit more complicated and it made less like frequency of metros less uh whatever less uh time or less buses and everything and traffic in berlin it's not the the best <laughs> either um now for example that i have the option of uh comparing it with a similar in population city um like Athens in this sense, on my own experience in the, I think Berlin, it's around 3 million and a half, I think around that. And Athens is around 3 million, 3.2, something like this. Um, I think it really makes a difference because in here, it happens more like it's the same. You are well connected to the center, but if you need to go to the outside uh, neighborhoods of Athens, good luck, really, really good luck. Um, if you don't have a private uh, transportation method. Um, I don't know. It, it, it feels like, I don't know, like um, a little bit more difficult to, to arrive to places in Athens than what I experienced in Berlin, for example. Of course, here there is only like four lines uh, of metro there is buses that are from the 80s and it, it, you feel that uh, i wanted to ask you how is the fact because I, I of course i've been in berlin and i know berlin not really 100 percent well but i know it so how is the fact of the internationality because one of the facts that i compare a lot it's berlin in that sense it's really international and you survive with english for example which you also do in athens but this kind of what you were saying of a hundred percent activity or hundred percent things thousands of things happening into the city that berlin has for uh, locals and for uh, experts athens is something that doesn't have for example it's mainly mm. like either you know Greek and you know traditional music or you know whatever, and then you have a lot of oh, things to do. But there is not a lot of expat community here. So how is that affecting your normal daily life? Are your friends experts? Are you have friends uh, from from Germany? How is that in Berlin? 
so I think a lot of people say it's very hard to find like uh, real Berliners living here. Um, I think yeah, Berlin is like a huge expat city. I mean, it's like London and all these kind of like big cities, right? Like mm-hmm. they are just there's so much industry and there is so much opportunities to be for people that there is people coming all all the time here. Um, and and actually, most of my friends are yeah are expats and people from other places in the world there's also like german people for sure but even german people from other places in germany as well are a lot of yeah it is it is a crazy multicultural um hot pot as we call it here in in berlin right um um yeah lot of people from the states as well which i was very um i didn't expect that actually some of our best friends here are from the states um um yeah and it is it is uh, i think a lot of, of these are actually tailored for you know obviously um germany is always you know something you will encounter in in most of events mm-hmm. but i think um almost everything you do here you can do in english right yeah. which is fine i mean i think also in frankfurt you could live uh, you could survive with english as well i think in frankfurt um but i think here is easier yeah yeah, I mean, definitely. I, from my experience, you can survive uh, in Frankfurt with uh, English. But uh, what happens in Berlin that you enter to a restaurant and you try to speak German and they tell you they don't mm-hmm. speak German in the restaurant, the waiters or whatever, that's something that you don't experience in anywhere mm-hmm. else in Germany. It's only happening in Berlin that they, that I don't know, last time that I was here with you guys, I... I remember entering to to place tr- ordering in German and the girl was looking at me like okay and then I I thought it was my really bad accent of of German and it's no it was not she didn't understand German at all she was only speaking yeah, English Yeah yeah you can find that as well I think I think a lot of people working in the in the kind of um service sector restaurants and stuff especially when they start jobs because you know a lot of people come here and and they need to you know a lot of people come here for art as well so they need to kind of get jobs. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, definitely. But it's curious. I mean, you will never find yeah, that in Madrid or in um, no, Lon- definitely not in London. Nobody will hire a waitress in London who doesn't speak English. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's great. Yeah, it is. It is interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I really like this city. It's, it's great. Now that you said that, you love this city. You like this city. What is the worst thing that you can say about living in Berlin? Well, I think I think Berlin. Um, so for, first of all, it's also like a trench. Uh, I, I think I think winter is pretty tough. <laughs> uh, I mm. think winter here is uh, is is very cold. It's very gray. Uh, I still love it uh, because for me, it's kind of like the introspection. Uh, exercise to be in winter and I also like being alone sometimes and kind of being able to pay attention to my thoughts and kind of focusing on my on my stuff and being at home I like that uh, but a lot of people kind of like um, try to escape it so especially I think this year so a lot of our friends have been kind of like gone for months now just kind of trying to travel around during winter coming back in spring uh i think especially after last year last year with kind of like covid was super tough also we had a really really strong lockdown for six months um which you couldn't go to any bar or anything or any and that was like very tough i think mm. 
I think in winter, if you are able to go outside, you're able to meet with people and you can go to bars and restaurants, it is super, super, super fun here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it could it, it can feel lonely to some people, I feel, like Berlin. It's so big and, and people are just like all the time passing by, uh, going somewhere else, you know? Um, and then at the same time, um, there is something to Berlin, which is um, it really gives you the, the opportunity to be whoever you want to be, right? So if you want to be someone and you want to kind of like try try your art and or your craft and trying to put that in front of people, it really is, is it, it kind of like enables you to do so, right? Mm. But at the same time, if you want to be no one, if you want to be kind of invisible, it also allows you to do so, right? And that could be sometimes dangerous, I think, um, if you kind of like get caught by that loop of trying to, you know, not talk, to, you know, be on your own, not talk to people, be more like in deep introverts, you know, and especially in the times you're living in, I think um, that is a bit dangerous. It's curious because at the end, what you're presenting, it's a double blade um, uh, sword. No, double-edged sword. Double-edged yeah. sword, yeah, definitely. It's just like, at the same time, people feeling lonely, people feeling... And that I think it's a pattern of, of big cities in general. I mean, yeah, um, thousands of activities to do with thousands of people and millions of people to feel these activities, but still with that, there is people feeling lonely in these cities because they don't find themselves in that. And because the um, big cities allow you to be transparent, as you were saying, invisible, like to be really like nobody would care. And and that's one of the things that you definitely see in Berlin. Like nobody gives a shit on how you dress, how you look, how you whatever. I mean good luck then you go out of berlin you're, you're fucked no state wise yeah, and we know what is happening around berlin um in that sense yeah fortunately um but yeah it's it's curious that this it's really bringing these two uh completely opposite uh things at the same point no um it is it is it is cool when you can be in the sweet spot between them. You're in this convergence point between them. I think it's it's cool because you can control who you want to be. But it is very easily it's very easy if you are not in control of you know your surrounding to actually just drift to one or the other. And you know, like drifting uh, to an, an extreme is always like dangerous, right? Um, but yeah, I think I think it's cool. I think um, yeah, obviously also like there is a lot of like. Uh, it's very easy to get into party and drug scenes here, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's very easy for people to get lost. And sometimes you kind of like see that as well. Um, you know, I, I respect it, but at the same time, it is sometimes like, oh, okay, so where am I getting at now, right? So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's one of the common things that I think a lot of people say is about, or a lot of people that I've met in Germany say, if I would have been during my 20s in, in Berlin, I would have lost myself uh early yeah. 20s whatever and probably i include myself in that in that category um yeah it's 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 as you described quite well a brutal city let's say like this in, in that yeah. sense it is, it is it is a brilliant city as well so when i say brutal i mean 
uh, it can be brutal, but also it is, it is, it can give you everything, right? So, all right, I really, I really like being here, to be honest. I think, I mean, it feels like you really, I mean, if you want to have a healthy life or a, like a balanced life in Berlin, you really need to go there when you are prepared to go to Berlin, let's say like this, not in a random spot of, okay, I finish in Berlin randomly because of whatever, because then it's easy to, to get in one of these both sides that you were, you were saying, um, which is really curious, like, um, in the other hand, how is Berlin life conflicting with the traditional German, uh, bureaucratically wise, for example, how is, uh, Berlin conflicting so because at the end you still have the same regulations you still have the same still, kind of mentality it is, yeah it still is fucking bureaucratic man it's crazy um so same for me that the biggest issues I'm seeing in Germany which are obviously about how shitty like the whole regulation on I don't know like um yeah you know like how taxes managed and how uh, still like a lot of legacy kind of very opaque um processes work you know kind of like i, I you know I, i had this uh situation with with the church and and like church kind of like kind of trying to kind of follow me uh, to kind of for me to pay them taxes and stuff um uh, and i had to yeah. leave the church i had to kind of like uh quit the are church you, you actually yeah uh, because definitely. you are baptized of course yeah Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, you need you know, to quit the church to not pay church in Germany. Okay, good. Exactly, yeah, because no one tells you. So this is this is a big thing. So if you move into Germany and your parents baptize you, uh, you need to know that you are actually uh, obliged to pay uh, 9%, I think like around 9% tax or 9% on top of your uh, yearly tax or something. So it is, it is a lot of money, right? <laughs> so... Uh, in case no one tells you about this, but, um, uh, it's one of the, it's one of the main reasons, uh, for people to be like, to be, um, quitting the church, yeah. Quitting, quitting, not only quitting the church, but being in kind of like these shitty situations where you need to kind of like pay your taxes for the first mm -hmm. time here in Germany. Um, So yeah, that's something you should look into for sure. Uh, so this kind of all these things still exist here, and there is a lot of like bureaucracy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's also with the kind of credit card uh, payments and stuff like that, everything is kind of cash driven. Fuck this, you know. Technology is still not it's not it's not very big here. I mean, uh, in Berlin, technology is huge, um, but still like the biggest technology, like internet. Um, digital payments things you kind of need to deal with every day still same all same old shit uh, at least i can tell you yeah. we we are talking about the country which uh, Councillor merkel was saying four years ago that the internet was a new thing for for everyone so uh yeah, yeah. of course um in that sense yes uh, it's one of the biggest things that i the the a thing everyone realizes when it rents an apartment and try to get the internet into Germany in yeah. general, and you get 20 megabytes maximum speed in internet at home. And it's just like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? 
and everything is paper based. Mm-hmm. Like you receive all these things via post, and yeah, it's it's just weird. It's so strange. Yeah, I mean, it has its downsides in this sense. Um, when it comes to night scene, you came to Berlin on 2019, 20? I arrived to Berlin on September 2019. I really moved here in November and then in March, everything went to shit. Okay, that's what I wanted to to ask. (laughs) So you haven't really lived the city in terms of nightlife, at least nightlife style as... um, Normally, uh, I, I did. I, I did for four months, um, not to the fullest, but I was in a lot of like crazy parties and cool stuff that was happening. I think now it's starting to kind of like come back again. For example, on the twenty sixth of February, uh, I'm attending. So we are attending this um, this event called uh, Device a Mouse, mm-hmm. which is basically. Um, there's is this kind of like uh, event experience company called Red Door or something, uh, and they are recreating like uh, the first kind of like uh, underground club in Berlin that happened in the twenties called Device Mouse, where kind of like you know kind of a very Babylon Berlin style stuff. So and it's kind of like a dinner uh, with kind of like um, it's like a dining experience with kind of uh, you know performance and kind of cabaret and yeah a lot of like you need to have an open mind to go there i would say um so so yeah we're gonna go there and this things are happening and there is a lot of like cool um night scene already kind of coming back um but yeah i didn't get to experience like the real kind of club scene as it is known in berlin mm-hmm. you know stuff like that yeah well, I mean, I think it kicked a lot of people. Um, don't know who we were talking about. People who moved during the the quarantine, people here in Athens, for example, who came to Athens to work and suddenly they were in a strict lockdown where you need to fill papers and send SMS to the police to go out to the supermarket. And that was their first month in Athens. So Damn. it's, I think it has, it has been a rough and hardcore two years for people who has moved during this time for people who has arrived just to the city just before that time. And do you think that, um, that it will change your life a lot uh, once all of this passed away in Berlin or um, I mean, you socialized enough. You have friends from all around. You have been two years during this time, but you met people, you you went into uh, having a social life in, in Berlin itself. Um, it's not that you have been super disconnected to the city during these years. Or- no, uh- I, I was quite connected to the city. I think. Um, I think. I think. I think. Um, in general, COVID here in Berlin was much easier than in many other places, right? So the first lockdown here, I people were allowed to go into the streets and walk around, and and you know, people in Germany, this is normal, I guess. Um, but if you think about people in Spain, that's crazy, right? 
so 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 I think it was pretty okay being here doing kind of second lockdown was heavy, heavy metal you know the second lockdown was just like brutal because um yeah I think from November 2000 uh 2020 yeah yeah so November 2020 till I think almost May 2021 like everything was closed could do anything <laughs> You know, uh, and that was very, 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 that was, that was tough, but still, you could still meet with some friends and you could kind of like try to make it work. So I used to have some friends that were coming over to our apartment and we were just kind of like putting some records on and we just like danced, nice. you know, to like loud music for like hours. And that really kind of, you know, but yeah, stuff like that. You need to kind of find ways mm. to make it yeah. work. Definitely. I mean, this podcast is a result of this, no? So at the end, you need to find ways yeah. to, to everything. They fuck your stand-up yes. comedy. So you start a podcast, uh, they, clo they close oh. your clubs, you put your LPs and DJ at yeah, home. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Uh, it makes you a lot of sense. the way. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, actually, I think we are running quite out of time for this episode. I would like to use the remaining time on my always two lovely two last questions um mm -hmm. first of all any recommendation that you want to give besides the ones that you already give to to people who wants to move to germany frankfurt berlin whatever it comes to your mind um i mean i would say um if, if so i think it's, it's very hard to give recommendations on berlin versus germany I would say if you're moving to Germany, just be patient, you know, um, and if you kind of get, can get some, uh, when it comes to legal stuff, get some advice, you know, uh, don't feel, don't feel, um, embarrassed for advice, you know, when it comes to money, when it comes to like contracts and stuff, please do so. It's, it's very important. I think, um, second thing is, uh, Hey, if you can learn the language and you have the space for that, just do so, you know, like, uh, even if you don't need German, to live here, uh, it is great. I think it, it uh, I cannot speak German. Uh, I, I, I can speak a bit of German, not, not very well, um, but I can understand mo most of it. And I, and I feel like if you would really learn this, this language, it would be much, would be a completely different experience, much more rich, richening. Mm. And in Berlin, uh, just check your apartment with, you know, like if you want to move here and get an apartment, uh, I think a big issue a lot of people say is, oh yeah, you can really not get an apartment in Berlin. It's so hard. People are constantly moving and stuff like that. Um, it is possible. You just need to kind of like uh, really consider your expectations of how much you want to pay, how much you want to uh, get out of it. I think it's possible. You just need to be, be patient and you need to, uh, I think if, if you can put a bit more money, get a place and not dealing with all that stuff, just go for it. If you cannot do so, uh, there's a lot of like people renting rooms and stuff, and it's still cool, right? Um, so I know it are, there are kind of very lame suggestions, but uh, these are things that I think are, are relevant um, if you want to move here. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think the renting apartments topic in Berlin, it's yeah, in the last years has been one of the big topics. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, to be honest, like we got our apartment on the first day we were visiting apartments. So, you know, you can use me as a beacon of light. You can use me as, as a sign of hope. It is possible, right? 
um, you just need to kind of like be open to be, be flexible about what you're actually expecting. That's the only thing. Yeah, makes sense. So last question before we end the podcast. And I think that's a little bit of a promotion time, like in terms of, do you have any personal project? Do you have any project that you know from friends or from known people that you want to use this space to say, hey, check this out? It's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, that, I mean, yeah, I always have projects, but I'm not going to talk about myself. So I'm going to talk about other people, you know, because sharing is scaring, right? So um, I am going to do some shout outs. First of all, uh, street artist, uh, Vermi Boos. Uh, he's actually uh, uh, now Berlin-based artist for 10 years. Uh, we have actually collaborated together uh, in some digital art projects uh, last year as well. So if you go and check uh, vermiboost.com uh, or vermiboost immersion, you're gonna actually, um, you can check that out. Uh, so that's brilliant. Another thing is uh, uh, there is this place or this kind of like uh, digital radio station called Refugee Worldwide. So they are kind of a group of um, kind of, uh, you know, DJs and, and friends uh, that have like these kind of radio podcasts uh, in which, most of their, I think, benefits go into like uh, refugee programs. So you can check it out, uh, Refugee Worldwide, and you can check Loose Ends, which is uh, uh, the pro uh, like a radio show from uh, a great friend of, of ours as well, Ken Buck, uh, Jeff Ken Buck from Bristol, living here as well for years now. Uh, and then uh, two small things, uh, Freddie's Hein Collective, uh, Techno uh, Music Collective from Freddie's Hein, uh, some cool friends here. Uh, DJ Rabat, um, you can check him out. Also, great sessions. And finally, uh, you can check uh, Frameworks Berlin. Frameworks Berlin is uh, uh, some friends of ours as well. They are actually owning one of the most beautiful framing shops in Berlin. They are building sustainable frames made out of uh, uh, old doors in Berlin and stuff like that. And they are super arty and brilliant. So, check them out. Cool. So I asked for recommendations and they came. I know that Juanca also have the best contacts uh, in the city that he goes. So that's really, really appreciated. Um, yeah. We will put all the links on Instagram channels if they have uh, social media of uh, all the four recommendations in the link in the bio of a uh, description of the of the episode. So you can check them cool. out. If you are around Berlin, you need to check them out. Uh, if you're farther from Berlin and you go to Berlin, check them out. Um, Juanca, it has been a really, really great pleasure to have you here and record an episode with you. Thank you for uh, having me. This has been so fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's really nice. I hope we see each other soon, either in Greece or in uh, in Germany. Um, Yes, yeah. potentially in Greece now in winter and then Berlin in the spring or summer, I would say. Exactly. <laughs> It's a better time, yeah. yeah. You want to see the sun, come to Greece, yes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Great. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark. And uh, I'm going to see you soon. Yes, thank you for cheers. Having me. Cheers, bye-bye.